Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. And all Riley and Kimmy fans that Dana Ted. <laughs> we are Phantasmagoria. Wicked. And tonight we bring you a short story that only few dare tell. In celebration of their 1,000th podcast. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The, the Riley and Kimmy, Kimmy Show. Toys. Toys, movies, movies, comics, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for the wonderful time with you over the years, and congratulations on your 1,000th podcast. No, thank you, John Diadana and Phantasmagoria, for giving us that brand new opening, that very special opening for this 1,000-plus episode. This is number 1,002. Right next to me is... Jamie! I got one name! Jamie! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 <laughs> They said his face was meant for radio. They said that he'd look good on radio. And everybody told him where to go. And they told me where to go. And where to go is downtown Deland. It is our 1,002nd episode. We're celebrating 1,000 plus episodes. That's going on today, Saturday, September 24th. Yes, it's a glorious day. Yes, it is. We're here at Carousel's Collectibles. And by the way, if you head downtown to land today, if you're in Central Florida, there's a big art and craft fest going on. Mm-hmm. A very huge art and craft fest. Something for all ages happening right in front of us. We're like right in the middle of the activity, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yes. Yes. Please come on by. Tell your friends. Matter of fact, if you're not in Florida, but you know somebody who is, say, hey, this place is kind of really close to Orlando and Daytona Beach, where they're at. It's sort of like right in between. Very easy to get to off of I-4 or 1792. We're here all day from 10 o'clock until 5 o'clock for this fun festive activities. Stop on by. We have chances for you to win. We have things to give away. More details at our table. Also... A special thing to give away is tickets to an upcoming convention, a nerd convention, a geek convention, pop culture convention. That is the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention happening November 13th, a Sunday. We have tickets to get you into this event for free so the Riley and Kimmy Show can save you some money and set you up in the world of nerdom. Just stop on by the Riley and Kimmy Show table and say, hey, I want a pair of tickets. Mm-hmm. While supplies last, one pair per household. Get you a pair of those tickets to the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention, November 13th. And by the way, you can also pick up a pair while supplies last doing something else. And that is singing the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle. 
Yes, be a jinger. Be a jinger. That's what Kimmy has called uh, people who sing jingles. Mm -hmm. Our jingles, you know, specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, you can sing other jingles. That's fine. You're not a jinger. But if you sing the Riley and Kimmy show jingle, you are a jinger. That's right. Just like these people are jingers. The Riley and Kimmy show. 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 The Riley and Kimmy Show! Riley, what? Riley, what? Kimmy, Kimmy, what? what, what? Riley, Riley and Kimmy, Kimmy Show! The Riley and Kimmy Show! It's Riley and Kimmy time! It's Riley and Kimmy time! It's Riley and Kimmy time! They do not like my rhyme! It's Riley and Kimmy time! It's Riley and Kimmy time! It's Riley and Kimmy time! Screw it, I'm done! It's the Riley and Kimmy show! They have a really good show! They're in the know! It's the Riley and Kimmy show! 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 Toys, movies, comics, and don't forget Tug, The Riley and Kimmy Show. Yes, The Riley and Kimmy Show jingles. Now, those individuals are the brave souls who are singing the jingle, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And you can sing your version, too. And by the way, the the uh, group, or actually, yeah, the group, I can call them that, Outdated Slang, who provided our, our show jingle that we open up every single show with, with the exception of this one, we had a special opening. Uh... They like this, don't they, Kimmy? Mm-hmm, they do. And, and they, they said, hey, we like to hear more of those uh, those cover versions of our jingle. And we have, you know, the opportunity now for you to come by and sing the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle. Members of Outdated Slang, that's uh, the ones that uh, provided the jingle, uh, Katie Roberts, will be on hand at various times here at uh, Carousel's Collectibles. And so will Terry Moore. He is the founder of Outdated Slang. And he worked, uh, you know, part of that uh, that jingle. And so a big thank you, by the way, to them, to Outdated Slang, to Katie Roberts and Terry Moore for being part of the Riley and Kimmy show. Yes, thank you. And I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from those who are brave that want to sing the jingle, like the ones we just heard. And a big thank you again going out to Phantasmagoria Orlando, to John Diadana for surprising me. He really did. He shocked me with this. He was very excited he was contacting me in in an off hour, and I was, you know, doing some voiceover projects and some things, and I just did not check my messages, and I think he was panicking a little bit because he sent me quite a few messages, and I even got an email, and he's like, hey, 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 where are you? And I checked this uh, email that he sent. I was like, what on earth is this? And it, it was, it didn't say, you know, jingle, and I listened to it, and I was totally shocked. I couldn't believe he did that. Could you, Kimmy? That's amazing. Yes. And I was like, wow, I can't believe uh, John has done that uh, at all. You know, And he, he put that for out there for us, and it's now a part of the Riley and Kimmy show. Mm-hmm. So activities going on all day where we're at. And if you're in Central Florida, we would love to see you. Now, I thought we would check in with the person who is hosting the Riley and Kimmy show's 1,000-plus episode. He contacted us months ago. He said, hey, isn't that uh, big 1,000 coming around? I said, yes. He goes, I would love to have you and Kimmy part 
of the festivities at our store and what's going on in, in downtown Deland. I'd like you to be part of that for your 1,000th plus episode. Uh, will you come out to Carousel's Collectibles? And we, of course, said yes. It's one of our favorite stomping grounds on planet Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, uh, yes, sign us up. So that was arranged. And I, what I thought we'd do right now, he's got a few moments. Let's check in with that person who invited us out here. That is the owner. And by the way, he's also a show promoter of a great collectible show, a fantastic collectible show that happens in Deland, Florida, and at the uh, Volusia County Fairgrounds. Uh, we're checking in with Carousel Collectibles owner and one of the biggest nerds I know on planet Earth and collectors. Let's check in with Jim Kara here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Jim, welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for coming down and doing your 1,000th uh, episodes here and celebrating with us, and we're really happy for what you got going on. Jim, with the Deland Arts and Craft Fest happening right now, right in front of the store, do you have any deals, and are you staying open an extra day? Are you staying open Sunday? Yeah, we've, we've got our, all our usual good deals, and we're always willing to work with you if you find something really exciting you have to go home with. But yes, we're open also on Sunday tomorrow, and uh, we'll be open from 10 o'clock until 4 or 5 when people start leaving the streets after the craft festival. There's 160 crafters on the street with the street blocked off, so it's an awesome time to come downtown Delan and see all the great stuff here. Free admission, free parking. There's something at the Delan Arts and Craft Fest for everyone, right? Absolutely. They'll have some entertainment on the streets, uh, stuff for the kids to do, and just lots of cool stuff to look at. All types of entertainment going on, including... David Furman Comedy Juggling and Extreme Stunts. You might be familiar with David from America's Got Talent. And he is at the Deland Craft Show today and tomorrow. And that's not the only uh, national personalities, right? There's a... there's a couple of others who have appeared on national TV, right, Jim? That's absolutely true. Eric Waller from... uh... Cupcake Wars and uh, Cake Wars will be downtown with his booth set up in the festival, just uh, a a stone's throw from the front of the store. Last Monday, we watched Eric and his wife Patty on TV uh, sculpting, well, not just one, but two cakes. Yes, exciting stuff and an amazing Wonder Woman cake. She was incredible, and I've already put my order in for my birthday cake to look just like that. And besides owning Carousel's collectibles, you actually have a convention you do in the area right here in Volusia County. And tell me a little bit about uh, your upcoming nerd pop culture geek convention, Jim. We do. We have the Deland Comic and Collectible Show January the 8th, 10 to 5 at the uh, Volusia County Fairgrounds. We have about 55 vendors this year and a Magic the Gathering tournament. A few celebrity guests for you to meet as well. And one of the things we like about your convention, Jim, is it's part of the community and you are part of the community. You're not coming from out of town looking just to run a convention and then leave Money stays here in the county. You are part of it, and it's really a community event. This is a chance for for people in, in very central Florida to come to a homegrown show where it, it's, it's all about the money staying in the area and just having a good time real low-key. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And that's Katie Roberts. 
Terry Moore, outdated slang altogether. That's uh, the jingle we use on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Once again, thank you to them. And also thank you to Jim Care of Carousel's Collectibles for uh, stopping by and talking for a few moments with us about what's happening at the store. That's Carousel's Collectibles in downtown Delano. Also, I was talking about uh, the big art fest, the art and craft fest that's going on. By the way, in one week, the Riley and Kimmy Show will be taking it to the streets. Yes, we'll be out and about at a big collectible show. It, matter of fact, in our opinion, is the very best collectible comic book toy show in the month of October in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that is Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida. We will be there. This is a sixth event. So you know it's not one of those brand new conventions that just popped into some town and you know, it's just, uh, you, you, and that's, I, I don't want to be bashing any man. I'm not. Is You just got to be careful sometimes. You know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know vendors that will not do, or artists, they will not do certain uh, conventions unless they've been around at least a couple of times. You know, they've had a couple of events because they want to make sure it's a good event, that all the kinks are ironed out and things like that. And that it's not a fly-by-night thing because that's one of the nasty parts of conventions that, uh, you know, people try to not, they don't want to put it under the, you know, sweep it under the rug, but it's just one of those things that's there, you know, that happens. You don't have to worry about that with Mount Dora. Greg, the show promoter, he's got his act together. He knows what he is doing. I mean, think about it. Six times he's done this and he's done it so well to give you mm-hmm. an idea that this year he is bringing a very big name. He's, if you love comic books, and you know what? You may not really read comic books, but I guarantee you know this person's art because, well, he's on T-shirts. His his stuff appears on T-shirts, lunchboxes, notebooks. Uh, I've seen uh, school notebooks, pads. It's it. It's all a lot of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he has one of the most iconic comic book covers of all time: Superman holding a dead Supergirl, and that is George Perez. Will be at Lake Collecticon, Mount Dora. Next Saturday, September 24th, you want to be there if you are in Florida. As a matter of fact, this is worth maybe flying in and seeing because you know what? If you see George at some really huge convention, and we'll just use him as an example, like a Dragon Con, there are huge lines or other conventions like that. In this case, there will be some lines, but they will not be like a you know gigantic convention type scenario. This is going to be more of an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. And... The uh, the fun environment for collectibles. If you if you if you you say hey I like comic books some, but I kind of like some nostalgia items and and things like that. You're you're gonna be able to find that here at this show. There's something for everybody, including those who love pop vinyls. I know of at least one very big pop vinyl vendor who will be there. And I'm not talking about himself being big, even though he's like the the biggest pop vinyl on planet Earth himself. You know they do have those big pop vinyls. You know, mm-hmm. he's there. He'll be able to set you up with whatever pop vinyl, possibly even, you know, have that collectible one you're looking for because he does dig deep and finds them and does, you know, trades. And by the way, bring out those pops too. He he might trade with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I know they will be trading comic books. Pop Culture Playground will be there. Our good friend Tom Raup, who is running that, he is Pop Culture Playground. He uh, looks for comic books and he has excellent comic books and magazines to choose from. And there's plenty of artists who will be on hand. Besides George, George is there, mm-hmm. and and you'll be able to get your stuff signed. George is sketching, by the way, too. And uh, bring your comic books. He he will be signing. He's one of the nicest human beings you could ever meet, right, Kimmy? That's right. And others who are there, 
um, some special guests, just as an example, celebrity guests, Lana Wood from uh, an actress from 007, James Bond films. Remember her? Mm, yeah. And great art from a cartoonist will be there. And that is Chad Thomas, known for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is there. And by the way, you can check an interview we have with Chad Thomas on episode 1000 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Chad is in the house. And by the way, if you know somebody who's really interested in being maybe a cartoonist, an artist, a comic book artist, an illustrator, you'll want him to uh, talk to Chad. He has some insight in, into that world. And another person who's friendly, yeah, he's been on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Matter of fact, the previous episode, number 1001, that is Rob Gilry of Chew Fame. He is there as well. This is an opportunity to meet Rob, Chad, and George Perez all under the same roof in one day. Wow. And Lana, a movie star. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. Yeah. Now, local talent, there are so many uh, local great artists who will be there. Unfortunately, I won't be able to name them all. I will name some of them. I don't mean to be missing anybody. Please forgive me. Chris King will be there with his gigantic paintings. He he is a painter. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. I, I think he takes the label fine artist, and it's not an insult. I mean, he really is. And uh, he he's one of the wildest cats I know on planet Earth. He's kind of got a Da Vinci thing going. He creates things. He's really out there mm-hmm. and, and in a good way. Um, very intelligent, very friendly, very nice. And you want to check out his work. He has some beautiful, all his stuff's beautiful. But I'm, what really stands out is like something that's here in the studio is his Edgar Allan Poe work. Oh, yes, yes. And, and he has five foot by 40 paintings. I assume he's bringing some of those. Uh, they're gorgeous. They will be unique in your household. Also, there is Nathan Zerdy. If you love pinups and that pinup style, he I think he's actually from the 1940s because he has captured that look, that feel of the 1940s, and it's just gorgeous. If you want to see Harley and Poison Ivy and others in very you know uh, retro feel, uh, very I mean it is cool. I mean going back in time, uh, check out his work. He will have. His material there as well. Also on hand is John Pinto, the Norman Rockwell of illustrations, in my opinion. Gorgeous mm-hmm. work. We have his uh, his right here in the background of the Riley and Kimmy show. I have some beautiful, you know, $6 million man, uh, Supernatural, uh, just uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam stuff. It, it, just gorgeous work. Mm-hmm. And and you want to check him out. These, these are gifts, by the way, that you can find from these artists for anybody in your household. You know, Christmas is not that far away. So make Lake Collecticon maybe your early Christmas shopping place. You'll be able to find art for somebody. I, oh, I absolutely. And mm-hmm. I can't forget the man who loves Batman. Uh, you know, there's a book out. It's been out for a number of years called The Boy Who Loves Batman. Well, I know the man who loves Batman. And the man who loves Batman is artist Humphrey Ching. And you will be able to see just how much Humphrey loves Batman by visiting his booth, his table at Lake Collecticon. If you know somebody who loves Batman and Star Wars, and man, I, I hope he brings his Robert England stuff because he, he's just got, he's got a wide range of beauty, really focuses on Batman because, well, he loves Batman. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see some really cool things. And, and I hope he has his Star Wars piece or two that he's done gorgeous work you will want to add his material his art to your walls or your collection that's just a few of the guests who will be there there's a cosplay contest going on two hundred dollars uh participation prizes happening adult categories kid categories and there's also a parade they have a cosplay parade Mm -hmm. 
it, it's quite cute. You will want to check that out. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, Greg, the show promoter, he's like the ringmaster of the the parade. Yep. I, does he have a baton? I can't remember. Oh, maybe he will this year. He needs one of those, one of the hats. Yeah. You know, and going around twirling the the baton. Yeah. That'd be that'd be very special. I'd love to love to see that. And a lot of other things going on too. There's auction and raffle. Stan Lee Marvel's uh, autograph is there. George Perez sketch item. Also, Adam West Batman autograph. Indy 500 winners autographs and many other collectibles, including Kimmy. A Jason Fabok Batman poster. Mm. And we will be at this fun event. Big thank you going out to Greg for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show again. We'd love to see you. That's next Saturday in Mount Dora, Florida for Lake Collecticon. Remember, in our opinion, the only, not only, but the best comic book toy show, collectible pop culture show in the month of October. Mm -hmm. In Florida, that is. Yes. So... Be sure to jot it down, share it with friends, and we'd love to see you starting at 10 o'clock until 4. That's next Saturday, Mount Dora, Florida. Hope to see you. Yeah. And by the way, since uh, since Greg and the crew of Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora are giving away a Jason Fabok Batman poster. And I'm telling you what, you are lucky to have that Jason Fabok poster. Oh, yeah. Get. Oh, Jason Fabok is one of the most talented individuals I've ever come across. And... One of the biggest honors I've ever had is being able to spend some time with Jason Fabok earlier this year. And I thought since we are celebrating 1,000 plus episodes, we would do a little rewind and have our talk with Jason Fabok. It's fantastic. He talks about working with DC Comics and others. Gives maybe a hint or two at some future projects. You love comic books or even if you're just a, just a plain old nerd that, you know, maybe occasionally reads or never at all, you'll want to check this out. This is fun. As we go back in time to our interview with Jason Fabok on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for coming on, Jason. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You're from Canada, right? Yes, yes. I live in uh, just across from Detroit in a city called Windsor in that area, Windsor, Ontario. Okay. And is it still cold for us? Like, would we think it's cold up there right now? You guys now? might think it's cold, but for... Uh, where I live, it's jokingly called the banana belt of Canada because we don't really have harsh winters. It's and we have super hot, muggy summers. So okay. uh, right now it's starting to get that, it's starting to get hot, and warm out. It's uh, it maybe in the mid 70s, almost okay. or early 80s, kind of weather-wise. But uh, so coming down here, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit warmer than what it would would be back in Canada. but uh, So you're very similar like to Detroit, their yeah. weather pattern and everything? Yeah, ex exactly, exactly. So that's what that's what Kimmy and I grew up in, in the Midwest, in the Chicagoland area. So, awesome. you know, very similar mm -hmm. kind of thing where you see snow maybe clear into April. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we had that. And then it would be beautiful for a week and then back to crazy snow again. So Yeah, yeah. So, well, we're happy you're here. You got some sunshine. I don't know if you had any up there. Where we're from, some, it was a hit or miss if you'd have sun or not. Mm -hmm. um, but you been meeting fans and you have this beautiful print that you had available uh, of Batman. I, I, I'm just going to, I have to ask this even though I'm pretty certain I know the answer. Is Batman one of your favorites if not your favorite? <laughs> yeah, I'd say Batman is my favorite yeah, character in all of, I don't know, pop culture, literature, that kind of thing. Um, he's He's been my favorite since I was a little kid. I grew up watching the reruns of the Adam West TV all show right. as, a, as a little youngster and then you know, saw the Michael Keaton movie, Batman movie on TV one night and was 
like how is this the same Batman? Wow. Like what is going on here? But I, I loved that version and and followed up by watching the Batman animated series okay. and and he's just always been my my favorite character, his look, the way he looks, you know, the way the character acts. He's this dark, shadowy figure, but you know he's a good guy. You okay. know he's on your side, you know, and uh, you know, I've always been really attracted to him. And uh, and Superman would probably be the other character that I've always had a connection to. So, as well. so you're going from dark to light, or light to dark, with yeah. those two characters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the full spectrum kind of mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and Superman, it was always the the movies, the Superman, Christopher okay. Reeve movies, seeing those on TV, and I think I taped them off of my VCR when we were kids, and just loved that show. When I when I or those movies, when I hear that theme song, it okay. still gives me chills. You know, it's. Uh, but yeah, you know, Superman. I don't know. I, to me, the, everything about Superman, just the, the truth, justice, and the American way kind okay. of ideal is, is just something that has always resonated with me, and uh, I love that character as well. And, and I love it when they work, Batman and Superman get oh, to work yeah. together. You know, it's, it's always a really cool thing. Now, did, I wasn't going to go there. What about the Batman versus Superman movie? Did you like that? Or are you too nerdy, geeky, or fanboy to, you know, I had friends both ends of the spectrum. They really loved it. But they didn't like it a lot. Hmm. No, I, I really liked it. Uh, but I, I'm biased. I mean, I work for DC Comics. Right. So um, I, I being invested in these characters and working on these characters, it's always a great joy to go to the theater and then see them come to life in some way. It's really a surreal kind of thing. Even though I, I had nothing to do with the movie, but... You know, seeing the Ben Affleck Batman, the way his costume was more oh. towards the comics, was really cool to finally see that. And and I personally, I liked Man of Steel. Uh, I, I I liked I liked Batman v Superman, and and I'm excited to kind of see, you know, where the DC movies will go and and be a little bit different than the Marvel movies. And but I think all in all, it's a great time to be a, a fan of comic books and comic book movies. They're doing great things with all these different characters on the big screen. They're mm. finally coming out to life. And uh, you're going to, I think just like you've seen many different interpretations of Batman, you're going to see many different interpretations of the Justice League and Superman oh. and all these characters in the future. And, um, you know, yeah. Like a, from, from an art, I'm curious from DC what you can reveal. Do they... Do they say, okay, we have this movie project we're working on, because you, you're Justice. I mean, you've done Justice for a long period of time now. Mm-hmm. Um, did they say, okay, we need you to tweak it towards a movie standard, a, a look, we're going to go for this? Did they give you a heads up or anything and try to change the comic book towards the, the films or TV shows in any way? You know what? In all honesty, they don't. Um, I think anything that I've done is because of my own personal desire to because I like some of the stuff coming out of the films you know I like the designs that they're doing for these movies I you know I really liked you know the whole one uh, with Justice League we we Jeff Johns allowed me to do my own take on Wonder Woman mm. right and it, it the story goes is that he he had seen an old sketch I did years ago of Wonder Woman in more of a, a Greco-Roman oh. battle outfit. And it just so happened that they released this whole image with the Wonder Woman from the movie and her costume. And my costume design that I did a long time ago kind of resembled that. And so Jeff said, hey, let's let's use that. you know. And so we kind of did a fusing of the two and put that in the book. And we got a really good fan response from it. And um, But, you know, like you said, being a visual person, when I, I'm inspired by something I see in a movie it's kind of like yeah that's that's a cool design element i'm going to use that in some way with this character or that character and wow and uh dc working with 
I can't say that. Well, working with Jeff Johns, who's the chief creative officer, he can. When I say, "Hey, I would like to redesign this character," he goes, "Yeah, sure, sounds good." Whoa! But with you know other books, you might not get that opportunity. But wow. with him, it's been really cool. He's given me a lot of freedom to do those things, and it makes my job fun too. Do you see a like a detailed script from somebody like him? Uh, I mean, the really hardcore movie type script coming down, uh, or is it? Do you have a loose type script when you're drawing? Jeff hand Jeff hands me a pretty uh, detailed script okay. for every issue. No. When deadlines are more tight, sometimes I'll see the script, but maybe with no none of the conversations or the texts. It'll okay. mostly be just the descriptions and maybe a description of what they might say. Oh. Uh, but most of the time he hands me a script that is down to the letter, exactly what's, what the characters are going to say so I can make the facial expressions. Whoa. You know, he, he, and I like that personally. Okay. I, I know some artists like to work with a more loose script, I want to know exactly what I need to draw in this panel because that might come back in this panel over here. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want detailed script work and then, but he still gives you enough space as an artist to play with it and wow. choose your camera angle. And if I need a close up here, or do I need to pull back more? You know, that kind of thing. Now, out of curiosity, I've heard that uh, somebody who's working in the industry in, you know, like DC, that they judge a success per personally if they're doing over a page a day uh cranking out is that what's expected pretty much yeah generally um i've on justice league because it was a monthly book uh i had to produce a page to a page a day sometimes it but uh, most of the time it takes me about a day and a half to do a page Whoa. so that means i'd have to work my weekends to make up that extra time um so it turns the job into a seven seven uh, days a week job um but it's something you love to do and you it's not really work okay uh, yeah. do, you, do you lose track of time when you're doing yes it? okay the year will fly by and i'm like what what did i do this year <laughs> uh, you know so literally so, you know sometimes the the books you pick up is literally one month of my life because that's all i Whoa. did you know um but it it rain it it varies it De uh, depending on the project like working on a single character book like a batman or i don't know a superman book um you might not uh you might it might the pages might go quicker because you're only drawing maybe one character batman and maybe a villain on that okay. page but when you're drawing justice league and every panel has like six people in it that takes a lot longer and it's a lot more hours and a lot more stress to try and figure out where all these characters are in proportion to each other and that just adds the time so it's a totally different game drawing a team book like a justice league or you know the same thing would be if you're working on marvel with avengers than if you're doing a single character book like a superman or batman or something like that now Jumping to a cover artist, because you, you do covers, mm -hmm. and because uh, my question is, we have some listeners who are artists who want to become in the game, if you will, the one of the big two, mm -hmm. and I have some who listen to the show, all they want to do is covers, they say. Mm -hmm. They haven't done any se sequential. I've said I think maybe you're dreaming a little bit here. Is that is that dreaming? I mean, do they have to get that the sequential world mastered before you yes. know the cover? Yes. Um, you know, if you're the reason why some guys like Adam Hughes or 
I don't know, pay, Alex Ross. These guys mm. just do covers is because they spent years doing interiors as well and just decided after a while, hey, I'm, I just want to focus on the cover game. And they're only going to give covers really to your artists who are your the best-selling guys who know mm. that they're going to sell a, a book just by the cover and you need to build up a fan base by working on interior work. Um, but, you know, and, and a lot of times the companies won't look at your portfolio unless you have just sequential work mm. you know if they see a portfolio just covers and pinups they won't even look at it so wow. my, my biggest thing I always tell young people who are trying to make it in the industry is do a portfolio it should be six pages of just story wow. story sequential stuff because if you can show them that you can draw everything and tell a story visually without even any words in it then you have a way you have a big chance of a bigger chance of getting getting work wow. than if you just hand in Unless you're an incredible painter and you can do these absolutely gorgeous covers or something like that, but that's a long—it's a long shot on both ways. But you're gonna have a much bigger, better chance at finding consistent work if you can draw the sequential interior stuff. Mm. That's where the money's at. Do, do you think the exposure or to be discovered is found by going to the cons with the portfolio, or is it now online where hmm. they're going to be discovered? You know, through the Instagrams and Facebook pages yeah, right. and stuff like that. It's different for everybody. Uh, with me, I sent my port. I, I live in uh, Windsor, Ontario, like I was mentioning, and David Finch, the artist, is he lives like 30 minutes away from me. So I sent my stuff to him and asked him if he could give me a critique, and that turned into him inviting me over to his house. Whoa. And then six months later after going to his house every day to work on stuff I he gets me it helps me get a job at DC wow so my journey into comics was very different it was okay. all about who I knew um, whereas other guys it's they go to the cons they hand their portfolio to everybody they get critiques they go home they work for another six months on a new portfolio then they go back to the con and they do it again um, there have been some guys who've been discovered through the internet as well um, there's no real answer I think it's not because of the it's made it different with the internet, but it also has made it much more um, cutthroat, uh, oh. a lot more competition because you're, you're not you're global, right? Yeah, you're not just competing against guys in New York, <laughs> you know, like it used to be where you had to work in New York if you wanted to be in comics. It's guys yeah. from Brazil, well, guys and from the Philippines. That's why I was going to say the Philippines seem to be a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know Canada and. You know, so it's it's a much more a lot more competition, and it's a lot harder once you get into the industry. You also it's not an easy ride. Now it's you have to make sure you make that deadline every single month to build up the trust that the company has in you to give you the bigger project, mm. to give you a contract so that you can have steady work, and you got to keep performing. You know, even if you're a superstar, I think there's still that. You know, the guys who've worked in the industry for a lot of years, they can't necessarily slow down or cut too many corners because, you know, the, the next hot shot might be coming up mm. after you trying to take your job. It's it's that kind of a thing. And, and um, but I think in the end, if you if you work hard, you have a really good work ethic and some talent and really strive at, at your goals I, I, you know anything is possible and I think you can make it in the industry um, but you know it's all hard work it's nothing is easy nothing nothing worth it ever comes easy and quick I think an actor would say that a musician they'd say the same thing wouldn't you I mean yeah exactly exactly it's the same 
you know, my dad was a fire was a firefighter, and he the things he had to go through to Whoa. to make it as a professional firefighter it was really it was I think something that inspired me to work really hard to try and get to where I'm at. You know, so are there others in your family that have your skills? Yeah, my brother uh, he's a he's a 3D modeler for Ubisoft up in Toronto, which is a video game company. They do Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell and all kinds of different things. Um, so he 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 kind of had a similar journey to mine, where he worked for like four years on a portfolio, sent it out to all these companies, finally heard something. You know, he's working at a Walmart, coming home, working on his portfolio, setting his portfolio out, doing that for like four years. And finally, Ubisoft was looking for somebody who was, had no experience that they could mold. And, wow. you know, he got a job. And so he's been working on all these different video games. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's just kind of weird. My, both my brother and I both have kind of met our goals in, in art. And, wow. Yeah, it's just, that's what's cool. Yeah, but you know, my parents would be like, I don't, I don't know where they got the, <laughs> the talent. You know, they never did much drawing. Uh, but my my family's always been creative. My grandfather builds was a farmer, but he would he would build and repair his own machine and machinery. And if he needed something, he just build it. You know, out wow. of nothing. You know, <laughs> scraps. And I'm it. a guyver. Yeah, so you know, it's kind of. I think that creativity has always just flowed down to us. I guess. So. Wow. Yeah. Now I, I have to ask a question. I'm gonna jump over back to. Because you draw so many characters, you know what. You, what is the the hardest? I mean, the the one where you go, oh boy, I'm drawing him or her. Is there one? I have a, one. I'm gonna have in the back of my head. I'm gonna guess it might be, but uh, that they throw out to you that you say, uh, because of you know consistency, continuity with the character. Yeah. Is there a tough one there? I think anytime you have characters that have lots of like armor and stuff, I, you know, I was, like was going to say Deathstroke, maybe. Yeah, like a guy like that or Lex Luthor. Yeah, I had a lot of fun drawing Lex Luthor in his armor, but it, yeah, it take you know when you come to a panel like that, it's like, well, do I show the whole character? Do I just do a cropped close up? You know, okay. like how to to speed myself up. Uh, I find that I, whenever I design a character, I put a lot of detail in, into it, and I think it looks really cool at first, but then when you're, like, five issues in and you realize you have to draw this character oh every day, I'll, but, you know, I'll find that I slowly simplify the costume as the book goes along, but, uh, yeah, you know. But in the end, it's it's all about time management. If, when you know you have a, a page like that that you really have to draw, you, you find ways of shaving off time on other pages that maybe don't matter so much so that you can spend that extra time on all that detail uh, you know when you need to so okay yeah wow I didn't realize that, you know, yeah. that part. That's kind of cool when you're thinking about that. I just, I always thought the armor part would be a, a big pain in a, not pain in a butt, but just that, that detail, you it know? Is, well, it, yeah, it can be, but, uh, but those are also the pages I find that, that people really respond to and they're like, wow, look at all that detail. And that's what you want, you know, that's what seems like that gets you a lot of people to follow your work, so. Well, Jason, I got to let you get back to the fans here, but before I do, what is in store that you can reveal in the very near future for Jason Fabok and DC Comics? Well, we got, uh, on May 25th, we have the final issue of our Justice League run comes out. Read that issue before you read the DC Rebirth special. Because if you read it the other way around, it'll spoil everything that's happening in our Justice League book if you've been following that. Um, You know, I'm really proud of that issue. I spent a lot of hours on that book. Um, After that, I'm taking a little bit of a break. Uh, I've been working really hard this last... You know, two years on Justice League, it's been a lot of long hours. My wife and I want to do a little bit of traveling. 
And then I think uh, after that, there's going to be something that will be announced. I can't say okay. what it is, but it comes out of the ending of our Dark Side War story in Justice League. And uh, we got a Jeff John. I can say that I'm going to work with Jeff Johns on some stuff for the next couple Whoa. years. And uh, it'll be uh, all things that kind of come out of that. And so I'm excited. These are these are things that Jeff has been talking to me about for months down the line. And one thing that people might not know about me is I... I, I'm really, I really want to design some toys for DC. I keep, I keep throwing that out every time I can talk about toys. And uh, I got some stuff coming, actually. They actually asked me to do some things. So um, I hope maybe maybe this year when I'm taking it down a little bit, maybe I'll get to do, do some of my own toys and design some Whoa. of my own toys for DC. That, that's one of my geek out moments would be, is like if I can do that. So Well, I, I look forward to seeing and maybe having those toys in the collection. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I... I, I I'm pretty excited about uh, the opportunity to maybe do some of that. So, Well, Jason, I'm going to let you get back to the fans. Thank you for being on the Riley and Kimmy show, and I hope some other day in the near future we can have you back on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.